Good morning. Um, I hope you're all having a really good day so far. What time is it? 9.30. Um, I thought I would just um, come live this morning and I just really wanted to chat about a really um, interesting topic and something that gets brought up quite a lot um, and that is gut health and mood um, and more specifically it is um, I want to kind of go into the question does gut health does our gut health influence depression um, and when we have um, maybe a less than great gut health condition um, or we're experiencing symptoms does this affect our mood does this affect our thoughts and does this increase um, the rate of depression. So um, <clears throat> I want to kind of put, I guess, a hypothesis out there because I am very sciencey and put the statement out there that yes, depression is associated with increased gut permeability. Um, and there's actually been so much research around this subject um, and it's been really cool to see it all come out now um, because you've all probably heard of the gut-brain connection and how strong this interrelationship is between the gut and brain. So of course there's going to be more and more studies come out about um, anxiety and depression and things like that that um, are seemingly brain disorders um, and how gut health is related to that. So um, I've kind of broken it down into three steps because in order to understand how um, depression, um, I'm specifically talking about depression, but this could be anxiety, it could be mood, it could be anything. So depression is the, the thing I'll keep speaking about, but um, that's quite a broad term as well. So in order to understand how depression is associated with gut permeability, uh, we've got to first look at the immune system. And we can't not look at this because our gut actually houses 70% of our immune system. So you can't speak about gut health without speaking about our immune system because such a large, large chunk of it is housed in our gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal um, tract. So the, what actually, when I talk about gut permeability as well, I'm talking about... Um, the GI epithelium, which is um, the, the lining that lines the, um, the GI tract. So it's kind of that lining that kind of what it does, it keeps, prevents the movement of toxins and bacteria and antigens and all those bad things from entering the rest of your body because essentially that's the barrier from... Um, things on the outside to get into the inside so that's like your it's like the wall um so this is the one so when we're talking about leaky gut and things like that the wall or the lining or that epithelium um is what starts to get destroyed and things start to leak into the body and the wall is kind of compromised um so that's kind of what our immune system does and like it kind of responds to all of those toxins and microbes and bacteria that um, are 
either leaked into the body or um, it does a really good job of keeping them inside the GI tract. So um, the next step I want to look at is, and I'll relate all of these together at the end, I just want to go through step by step, but the next step I want to look at is, of course, stress and inflammation. So what is inflammation? Um, really generally, it is the body's response to stress. So the body's defense, I guess, to, a, to any kind of stress. So this could be, um, you know, toxins entering the body. It could be um, preservatives from food, just abnormal things that stress the body out or it could be um, your environment or a situation or lack of sleep anything like that stresses the body out um, and when we are stressed our immune system kicks into gear to try and reduce the inflammation because remember inflammation is um, an outcome of stress on the body so our immune system works really hard to try and decrease that inflammation. And when I talk about stress, it's not always a bad thing. So um, think about like after you've done um, a workout, after you've done a workout, your body is stressed after that. And it's not always a, a bad thing. So this is a really good thing after you've done a workout. And what happens in that um in that situation when you have that stress on the body your hormones react and your stress hormone cortisol um, works to reduce that inflammation so that's what cortisol does it wants to reduce that inflammation that happens after a workout or happens after a stressful situation um, the issue is that when we get chronic stress so you've done a workout and then you go eat maybe processed foods and then you go to work and you're stressed. So when you have this chronic stress and this chronic, um, you know, response of inflammation, um, that's when cortisol becomes a bad thing and stress becomes a bad thing and it's built up in the body. So <clears throat> inflammation, it's like stress, um, Stress can lead to more stress, which can lead to more stress if we don't have the right mechanism in place to lower that stress. So the same thing, inflammation can lead to more inflammation. Um, and this unfortunately leads to low-grade depression. Um, and there's heaps of studies about this as well. So um, depression and anxiety and a lot of those issues are actually linked to inflammation in the body um, and where has that inflammation come from it's from stress or prolonged um, stress occurrences throughout the day or chronic stress over a week so, and things like that it just builds up um, and that low-grade inflammation throughout the body is what actually triggers this um, depression and anxiety and things like that so um, what actually happens in the brain. So the brain, we know the brain's really connected, interconnected with the gut and it picks up on this inflammation um, that your immune system's trying so hard to reduce, but your brain picks up on this inflammation. And what actually happens is certain cells in your brain that produce tryptophan, so stay with me here, but certain cells in our brain that produce tryptophan 
and tryptophan is um, a precursor for serotonin. Um, so, you know, the very limited amount of tryptophan that is produced actually gets converted to um, producing more anxiety-provoking chemicals in the brain. So something that tryptophan that's producing serotonin is actually used there to produce anxiety-provoking chemicals, which is all in response to this inflammation that the brain has picked up. So you can see like the cascade of events that kind of happen um, from inflammation, something seemingly so little, um, like stress, inflammation, something that, you know, you don't really think too much about is actually the trigger um, in your brain that's changing the processes of, you know, serotonin to something else, which we really don't want because we already have a pretty limited supply of tryptophan. Um, so we want to try and keep that and build that as much as we can. Um, so moving on from this inflammation into step three, we then need to ask the question, how does inflammation get provoked in the gut? And this then leads back to my original hypothesis of um, is depression associated with gut permeability? So you kind of see the steps fall into place here. But um, stress causes processes in the gut to be less effective um, because you have that inflammation. So it kind of overrides everything else. And so this stress on the gut starts to cause, sorry, I've just seen a question come in. I'll get to that in a second. Um, this stress on the gut starts to cause leaky gut. So let me explain it. This is when we go back to the start. Um, what is leaky gut? Well, you have that wall and some of the cells that keep that wall really tight and solid start to become shaky. And what happens is think like under here is all your gut and up here is the outside um, or your bloodstream and the rest of your body. What starts to happen is some of the bacteria and microbes and toxins that are kept in your gut because of your immune system start to leak through that wall and we get a really really heavy immune response to this when some of these toxins start to leak through um, and this is where we get autoimmune issues coming out so leaky gut is a really strong um, it's really strongly linked to autoimmune symptoms because our immune system responds to all these toxins and bacteria and things that you don't want in your blood bloodstream and it responds with autoimmune issues. So um, just going off topic a little bit, but autoimmune issues, whenever I hear things like that, I always go back to leaky gut and um, this is some, one of the first things I think of and how we can start to rebuild this wall. Um, so yeah, sorry, I went a little bit off topic, but so what happens with stress and that inflammation is that this wall starts to become compromised and this inflammation that is caused then has a one-way path to our brain. So, and then you already know what happens in our brain when it, when it um, picks up on this inflammation is it converts tryptophan, well, it doesn't convert, but it uses tryptophan instead of producing serotonin, it produces other chemicals that are then linked to depression and anxiety and things like that. So you can kind of see the cascade of events coming to fruition, right? 
So, yeah, so leaky gut is caused by inflammation, but it also um, increases inflammation. This is why I mean inflammation equals more inflammation. So leaky gut can be caused by inflammation, but it also leads to more inflammation, which sends that chain of events to your brain. And we go back to step two, where cells are converting um, tryptophan, things like that, into chemical producing um, substances, okay? Sorry, anxiety provoking chemicals. That's the right way. <laughs> um, so <clears throat> there were, there's actually studies that have been done and um, they did a study on a group of patients who um, actually had a recent suicide event. Um, so I'm, I'm going pretty heavy here, but this, these are things we need to talk about. Um, so patient, they did a study on patients who recently um, had a suicide event in their life or attempted suicide. And what they found in all of these patients was that they all had higher levels of LPS, um, which is lipopolysaccharides. And I actually talked about this in my live a couple of days ago, um, but lipopolysaccharides um, respond to inflammation and they start releasing toxins throughout the body and actually trigger more inflammation. So you can see how inflammation in the body starts to um, really stir up these chemical reactions in our brain. So it's really interesting that all of these patients that had a suicide attempt had higher amounts of this LPS, which is um, which triggers inflammation in the body. So we're going back, inflammation equals more inflammation. So once you have a little bit of inflammation in the gut, we have all of these cascade of events um, that make their way to the brain and send all of these messages to the brain that you have high amounts of inflammation in your body. Um, we need to start making these specific chemicals to try and reduce the inflammation. But remember, inflammation equals more inflammation. So these start producing those anxiety chem chemicals and it becomes a bit of a circle. So I kind of want you guys to understand that everything kind of does come back to that really important environment in our gut. So I talked about in the last video that um, if we have healthy um, bacteria, if we have a healthy bacteria in our gut, we have a healthy environment and we have a healthy body. So it all starts in the gut. And yes, 100% gut permeability and our gut health is directly linked to depression and anxiety and things like that. So what the key thing here is to understand that depression isn't a result of genetics. It isn't a result of low serotonin because we can combat that. Um, but it is directly caused by low-grade inflammation throughout the body. So this is why it is so, so important to when you start looking at your nutrition and you start look at, looking at your health,
that the first thing you need to consider is how am I eating to reduce inflammation? Like, am I eating good whole foods, um, unprocessed things? Because remember, like a little bit of stress on the gut leads to inflammation. So inflammation is your defense to combat stress. So what are you doing to stress your gut out? Um, it could be anything, but you need to be aware of that so you can reduce inflammation throughout the body because, yes, um, inflammation can cause headaches and can cause migraines. So you need to start because this is what happens. When you go to the doctor for depression, you undoubtedly get some kind of script from that. So you get put on medication and um, I know some of these are essential, but all they're doing is treating that symptom. So if you go to the doctor for a headache, you might get some kind of medication for that, but it's just treating the symptom. It's not actually getting to the root cause of what is causing that headache or what is causing that migraine or what is causing those thoughts of anxiety and depression and it generally all stems back to gut health and the inflammation that is getting stirred up in your gut so this is why it's so important that you recognize if you are experiencing um you know if you have these headaches if you have migraines are you also experiencing gut issues as well, such as IBS or um, immune issues, autoimmune issues, or are you also experiencing abdominal pain or, um, you know, even things like your skin, like are you breaking up? Do you have psoriasis? Um, because there's usually more things involved. If you have a headache, if you have migraines, what else are you experiencing? Because usually it's a chain of events that is happening and this inflammation from the gut, because it generally all starts in the gut, is being sent to your brain and your brain is responding. Um, and this is why we do get migraines. This is why we do get headaches. It could be from eating something in your food that is then stressing your gut out, causing inflammation, and then that is being sent directly to your brain and this is how your body responds. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. I won't go, I won't keep rambling on because I really could. But if you have any more questions, please post them in the comments because I'm really, really um, passionate about this topic and passionate about stress and inflammation um, because it's the one thing that is generally the hardest thing to um, tackle, but it's the first thing that everyone should be thinking about um, because. It's so powerful in the body um, and can it can be the thing that is causing this cascade of symptoms or events that's happening in the body. So um, I hope this has helped bring a little bit of clarity um, and yeah, if you have any questions, please comment them. Um, and if you don't feel comfortable commenting in the group, can always email myself at admin at loveyougutsbox.com if you have any other questions. But um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to dabble in this topic and get the topic um, out there because 
This is generally something I find that most people are scared to talk about, uh, but it's so important to put it out there and to start discussing it and how we can prevent and how we can get to the root cause of all of these issues that are starting to appear. Um, so I will leave it there. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to get this topic out there with you guys and start chatting about it. Okay.